Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. I'm not usually a hat fan, but wow. Maybe like the and Dagger. I'm really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that. But you, you will never stop being a jerk. All chocolate cakes are good. You're a fascist. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Angry white boy, let's go! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The only movie podcast to look back at things that are retconned and just go, wow, you guys really did that thing. That's Simone LaRue. <laughs> and that's Chad Echowitz. I wonder what you're talking about. Hmm, I wonder. But before we get into it, Simone, I want to ask you, if you could retcon anything from your life, what would it be? Oh, I'd love if I were secretly very wealthy the whole time. Oh, how good would that I be? I just had a rich relative desperate to bequeath their fortune to me. Oh, desperate. so good. So good. And like, it just it just works out perfectly for everything mm, you've done. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Or every piece of property that you kind of like, kind of like, not even like fully like, yeah. just kind of like, was magically yours or like a relative who has just died and it's just <sighs> now yours forever. Yeah, I'd love, oh man, because also I've kind of liked a lot of properties. <laughs> exactly, right? You'd like a kitchen in one property. Look oh. at that mysterious Aunt Petunia. Mm, She's thanks, dead Aunt now Petunia. and that property is yours. <laughs> what would you retcon? Oh, I would definitely, I think... um Potentially like royalty or like maybe Ooh. maybe like a, a super a superpower, like maybe like super strength or something. You know, yeah. like I was never injured as a child and no one knew why. And then we find uh, out when I'm older that that yeah, that I've got superpowers so like super strength. Plot of unbreakable. Look, I'm not a very imaginative person. This is why I do a review movie podcast rather than creating my own content. Yeah, we're not doing a screenwriting podcast. Yeah, you can't expect too much from me. I don't know why you you expect this much of me. I like that you say royalty, but I feel like with royalty, you have to be very specific, right? Like you have to like... Like, you want to be, like, distant royalty, like, not so distant that you're, like, poor, but, like, distant enough that there's, like, not a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. Yeah, I would say maybe, like, 20th in line to the, fr- thr- yeah. uh, to the throne. That's, like, the sweet spot. That's the Goldilocks zone mm. of being royalty, I think. You get invited yeah. to all the good parties, but no one expects mm-hmm. anything of you. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. It's perfect. You get to go to the Met. But you don't have to act like a royal at the Met. Mm. Perfect. Mm. It's perfect situation. One day. One day. I would love to go to the Met. I don't know what I would do there, but I would just love to go. Just to say that I've been. I would been. just stare shamelessly and openly at everybody. <laughs> well, talking about staring shamelessly and openly at everyone, if that fits, what are we doing this week, Simone? Oh my goodness, Chad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are going back. We are looking at the remakes of childhood, beloved childhood favorites, and we are mm-hmm. deeming them worthy or unworthy. So we are doing The Witches, and we are doing Cruella. Yes, yes. It's very, very exciting. You know, both of us have very strong feelings about Cruella, especially if you've listened to the minisodes, you'll know how, how serious we are about mm-hmm. that film. So it was nice to actually finally get to review it, come face to face with our demons. Yeah. Right. Well, let's let's uh, let's jump straight into it. What are you drinking today? Let's decide an order of of activities. I'm having a nice red wine. It was a public holiday today, so I am actually I don't have that Ooh. weekday energy. You know, 
There's no weekday chaos. Yeah. It feels like yeah. a Sunday night to me, like usual. So I'm oh, I'm great. How, what are you drinking? I, I'm, I'm very excited for this energy today because obviously I've got the weekday energy um, plus the being mm. late to recording energy. And then you've just got the, the calm Zen weekend energy. This this could go out any I'm way. I'm just here. This is, this is a, an immovable object <laughs> meeting an unstoppable force. Who knows what's going to happen? Truly. Yeah, it might be our best episode ever or more than likely our worst. <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to find out, Chad. <laughs> Well, I have gone the complete opposite of you in terms of wine, and I am drinking a white wine. Ooh. I got home. I knew that there was a t- little small bottle of, of white wine in my... Looks like a mini it, bar bottle. It's adorable, isn't it? My my girlfriend got it for me. It's a pre- Pinot Grigio. Um, it's the uh, uh-huh. Pierre uh, 42. It's very, very nice. It's oh. quite sweet. It's lovely. It's delicious. Um, and it's in a little small bottle, so I can finish the whole thing. Who cares? It's after work. Yeah. <laughs> you're done with work exactly and are you even lawyering if you don't come to work with a mild hangover on a Tuesday that's what i morning? would expect right that's that's what you would that, that's what you want <laughs> i mean and then you just do a bump of solicitor cocaine in the morning to just pep you get a pep in yeah. your step yeah they have that like there's like the coffee the pastries and then your solicitor camp uh cocaine exactly it's it's the trifecta of of what makes a good lawyer really mm. yeah so i mean red wine is usually stronger than white is it not I mean, this is this is your jurisdiction, not mine. I'm happy to go first if that's okay. what you're <laughs> getting at. I feel like we should get witches out of the way because there's not really much yeah. to say about the witches, is there? It was fine. I I liked it. Um. So yeah, let me let me just give you a quick reminder of what happens in the witches, yeah. uh, especially for those of you who maybe tragically didn't grow up reading Roald Dahl. <laughs> Hey guys, so I just want to quickly talk to you about Gamefly. Now, if you haven't heard about Gamefly before, it's an online store where you can get games, movies, and so much more, all up to the latest releases. I'm talking things like Birds of Prey, Terminator, Star Wars, Knives Out, and as we recently reviewed, Bloodshot even. So even if you want to hit up some bad movies, as well as amazing movies, like Parasite, you can do that all from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to go to any stores, it's all online. And that includes game releases too, all the latest games that you could think of on any platform. All the best games right at your fingertips, as well as movies. Now being part of the Robots Radio family means that you get some pretty special perks that a lot of other people don't get. Such as, with Gamefly, if you pay just $10, you'll get a 60-day subscription. That's 30 days for free. So what we've done is we've included the link in the show notes. So just go to that link. You don't have to enter anything. You don't have to do anything else. And you'll get your 60 days only for $10. That's all the newest movies, all the newest game releases, just for $10 for 60 days. Now that's pretty spectacular. And so are you. So as we say, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Go visit Gamefly and have the best time on us. Okay. So (laughs) the main character... apparently does not have a name he's just referred to as hero boy on imdb spectacular that's a great start especially because i'm pretty sure he does have a name that is yeah i mean i'm sure he is referenced as something in the movie like i'm that's very confusing fine whatever (laughs) we we carry on (laughs) so our hero mouse boy (laughs) oh god i gave it away oh god oh it's ruined the whole thing is ruined (laughs) Our hero boy, played by Jazir Bruno, uh, loses his parents tragically in a car accident and moves in with his grandmother, played by Octavia Spencer. He is initially very sad, but Octavia Spencer is a delightful grandmother who lifts him out of his depression. Uh, One day, while he's in a store, he meets a very odd woman. 
He's immediately like, uh, grandma, like people are really weird. And his grandma's like, nah, you just met a witch. <laughs> witches don't just come out of nowhere. They will follow you. So we got to get the fuck out. It turns out that witches hate kids. They hate them <laughs> with a flaming passion and they will do anything they can to stamp children out. <laughs> then we all So it's hate very kids. important that they get away. Uh, the grandma also had a traumatic experience with this when she was younger uh her friend alice uh played by ashanti princess safo got turned into a chicken <laughs> yikes <laughs> um, so they go to this beautiful hotel in alabama uh where the grandma's brother works or cousin mm -hmm. grandma's cousin works while they're there, it turns out that they've actually walked into the lion's den because the witches are having a huge global meeting of witches at that very hotel that very week. Oh. Uh, the Grand High Witch is played by Anne Hathaway. There are a couple of others worth noting, like Saoirse, played by Orla O'Rourke, Samantha, played by Eurydice Elatur, and Esmeralda, played by Anna Maria Mescal. They're all very cool and very scary. <laughs> uh, so... Our hero uh, f quickly realizes that, oh, no, this is not going to be good. And he hides while listening <laughs> in on their secret meeting. Uh, it turns out that the witches have a potion to turn mice into... Uh, sorry. Fuck. That's twice now. You've ruined it twice. You've, you've, you've shown the lead <sighs> twice. The big twist. I'm going to start. I'm going to start up. Turns out that the witches have a potion to turn children into mice. Their plan is to open candy stores all over the world and uh, and use them to, as a cover while they turn children into mice, thereby eliminating the scourge altogether. In order to demonstrate that this technology works, the Grand High Witch po poisons Bruno Jenkins, played by Cody Lee Eastick, and uh, he is unfortunately turned into a mouse. He is luckily rescued by our hero's pet mouse, Daisy, who we later find is named Mary. She was first turned into a mouse ages and ages ago <laughs> and has found solace and comfort in staying with our hero, even though he thought she was a mouse the whole time. Ah, Voiced by Kristen Chenoweth. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, the witches realize that our hero is listening in, and they turn him into a mouse, too. All three of them are mice. Oh, no. They make it back upstairs, and he's able to talk to his grandma, and he's like, okay, we got to get turned back. Unfortunately, they can't figure out a way to reverse the potion, so they settle for the next best thing, which is poisoning all the witches. Hijinks ensue, where they at last pour some of the potion into the soup intended for the witches. They all drink it and turn into mice. Uh, there's a last little showdown with the Grand High Witch where they manage to defeat her in her hotel room. She gets eaten by her own cat. Um, and <laughs> then they realize that she's got a bunch of money in a trunk as well as the name of all of the witches in the world. So their plan, even though they can't turn back into humans, is to go around getting rid of all the witches using the leftover potion uh, and eliminating them forever. We end off with uh, our hero, still a mouse, but older and voiced by Chris Rock, uh, <laughs> getting a bunch of kids jazzed up to go witch hunting. The end. Great story. Uh -huh. Great. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Uh, so what's your, what's your cliffhanger for this one? Oh, my cliffhanger is going to be this one.
this morning. I'm having my breakfast and I'm looking out the window at the beach and what am I seeing? Hmm? What am I seeing? I'm seeing dozens. I'm seeing hundreds. I'm seeing hundreds repulsive little brats playing in the sand and it's putting me right off my bed! So! Here are my orders. And every child in the third. Rubbed out. Uh, which is pretty much any line that Anne Hathaway says at all. Oh, I think like I maybe so her glad. first speech where she's like, You're all useless. Okay. Look how many children are out there. It's so fun. <laughs> I'm so glad you chose Anne Hathaway anything that she said, because yeah. really, can we just speak about the accent? Please. I think, like, like I get what she was going for, and I thought it was really fun, but it was, like, like it's a kid's movie, right? So you want to overact, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was just, like, a bit too overacted. Like, I feel like, as a child, I'd feel a little condescended, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely an adult trying to tell a child sort of something that's, like, yeah. funny and trying to be, like, really silly and not age-appropriate. But also... Just where is she from? Because there were, like, hints of Russian, hints of Romanian, and then, like, Swedish? She's a witch. Chad? Look. She's a witch. Her mouth doesn't work right. I have feelings, and I feel that Anne Hathaway is a much better actress than this. (laughs) And so when I see her unable to to sort of locate an accent it's very upsetting mm-hmm. you know it's the same as 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 robert Downey jr with his with his welsh uh-huh. in uh in dr doolittle you know you expect these oh god i'd erase that entirely. exactly now now bring these two together these two are you the the, the accent accent mm-hmm. phonies uh, of the universe and and it's it's it was just like I, I just expected more from her. That's all I want to say about it. You know, it 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 was just very off-putting yeah. every time she went to speak. I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to listen to you anymore. Yeah, I also I I kind of thought like what would be better because like this whole thing is actually set in Alabama in mm. the '60s. Uh, they experience they're obviously because they're both black. Uh, the grandma and the our like main character mm. boy <laughs> hero child. boy <laughs> hero boy um they uh experience some microaggressions from uh like very early on and it's like made yeah. very clear that like class and privilege are like a thing yeah so i would have thought like the cool commentary there would have been to give her a very southern white lady accent yeah that would have been good actually i agree with you commentary on racism yeah yeah i mean they already did it right like they were already like oh which is prey on children that are like basically minorities or poor exactly no one gives a shit yeah Um, and then they even say like we're going to a white hotel like they really play on it and it's and it's mm -hmm. excellent and and it looked like it was going somewhere and then it just yeah like they took the swing and then they just missed man like it, it, it was a shame because i mean it's very clear like disney is very very good at sort of race sort of uh bringing race into the story I would say they're pretty good at it. Like I, I wouldn't say they're good at it. I'd say they do it. 
I don't know. Okay, look, we both... And they pat themselves on the back for being, like, the vaguest version <laughs> of woke that they can be. Look, I'm, I am I know you and I have very different feelings about zombie, uh, zombie and zombie 2, zombies 2, with the fact that, you know, the protagonist has white hair, so she feels very prejudiced against. But, you know what? You, you, for a kid's movie to try and, like, deal with, you, you know, critical yeah. race theory, this is, this is what we can ask for, <laughs> you know? And, and so, so you're absolutely right. And then even this falls below that very low bar. And 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 you're very very right in that respect. Other than that, I mean, it's perfectly fine. To be honest with you, I never watched the old witches, so I have nothing to compare it with. What? I know, very very damaged child. I know. So so. Uh, okay, so in the old witches, it's Angelica Houston okay. playing the um, Grand High Witch, and she is phenomenal. Amazing. I can imagine she was. She's. I mean, you know. Yeah, no one's villainous quite like Angelica Houston's exactly. villainous. <laughs> exactly. So as someone who has seen the old one before and, and clearly likes it very much, mm. what did you feel in sort of comparison? Did you compare the two at all or like... Yeah, yeah, naturally. Mm. So the thing about the first one that was always very interesting to me yeah. um, <laughs> was like, it's actually very scary. Like oh. the scenes where the kids transform into mice is like quite horrifying right. like it had these really interesting graphic and like practical effects that were fucked up scary and the witches were also really really scary like mm-hmm. they didn't just take off their wigs and and have like wide mouths mm-hmm. like they took off whole rubber masks oh wow and then underneath they were all like warty and had these like hook noses and they were like very scary right that's very cool yeah that's cool. Yeah, man. so it was just a a little bit more upfront with that. But that being said, I really liked the effects they used on this. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, their creepy clawed hands. Yeah, uh, especially Anne Hathaway with her foot with one toe, with one creepy raptor-like toe. Oh. It was grim. It was it was very cool. Mm. Very very cool. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was cool also that, uh, well, I always like that they just stay mice. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like, oops, sucks to <laughs> come up against witches. That was very cool. And I think that is something that you got to really enjoy about Roald Dahl as well, isn't it? It's the fact that his stories aren't yeah, just always dark. sort of like, oh, we're going to have a happy ending. It's, it's sometimes it sucks. And it's really nice that the, the boy, hero boy kind of, you know, falls into it. And he's like, you know what? I'm actually okay with this. There's that really sad line. Yeah. That he gives, where he's just like, I actually don't mind being a mouse. I get to hang out with my new friends all day, don't have to go to school anymore, and I don't have to learn how to drive, which means I'll never get into an accident. And you're just like, Holy shit! Wow, the trauma of this child wanting to stay a mouse so he can avoid that fate. Good lord. Oh. Um, yeah. What what did you what did you find interesting? Like obviously you've never watched mm-hmm. a witch's movie before, so like how how did you feel? How did it go? Look, I really I enjoyed it for 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 the large part. I thought you know it is relatively funny. I thought um, it was nice to see sort of Octavia Spencer do do something like this again. You know she's she's been on a lot mm-hmm. of serious things recently, so to see her do something a little bit more fun was was really nice. Yeah. Uh, you got is it Stanley Tucci in this one? I can never remember. Yeah, it's yes, Stanley Tucci as the uh, concierge. Yeah, and he was just perfectly delightful in this. Absolutely adored him in this. Um, so you had some really strong characters in this. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed the sort of uh, really 
sort of uh, flamboyance of the of the witches you know their little when they clap and it sounds like little clickety click claws and it was just like oh this is grim um you know there's lots of little nice things about this movie i think overall it's very sort of white bread there's not much to it you kind of get through it and you're like fine but there are just like yeah. really sweet moments that you that you really appreciate yeah yeah. yeah. The whole beginning bit where Octavia Spencer is like helping her grandson through his grief. Yeah. Is genuinely really really nice. Yeah. Um I will say also the setting like the hotel itself is beautiful. Yeah. It's so so cool. Like yeah. that whole hotel. Uh I thought like visually this movie was actually really really cool. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah. The color palette and everything was was very very well done. Mm. Um I also like the animation which is which is very rare for for mm. something like this, but I thought what they did with Anne Hathaway when she turned into a rat was really well done. Um she looked very very menacing and it was it was such a cool Horrifying. cool look. Um and even sort of the animation of their faces with the with the wider jaws and the noses that can grow to like eight foot long mm. and things like that. Very, very cool idea. And and yeah, you gotta appreciate that. And to be fair, thinking about sort of, you know, Octavia Spencer gives the whole speech about the witches and like why they're so grim and everything, and you're like, I can understand that. You know, I'd be pretty mad if my head was itchy all the time from wigs. And I would be pretty, you know, anti children if they may if they smelled like, you know, dog poo all the time. Like I wouldn't yeah. necessarily go and kill them, but... Yeah, you know, because I was also like, you know, there she is living her best high witch life. Like, she doesn't she doesn't have a bunch of kids around. She just travels around with her cat and is, like, super rich. How fun. Yeah, exactly. Just enjoy that. Like, you know, mm. she, she complains at one point about, like, how money is, like, the most important thing to humans. But you have a ton of it. Just, like, just be in yeah. line. Like, it's fine. Just enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Go to a place. You've got so much money that you shouldn't actually have to worry about wearing a wig. Like, that's how much money she has. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Or at the very least, there should be some sort of <laughs> way to avoid rig rash with that much right? money. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, okay, it's the 60s. I understand, like, wigs were probably very uncomfortable yeah. in those days. Yeah, I'm sure the technology's changed somewhat. But even so, like, a very nice, like, do-rag or something? Very chic. Very 60s mm. chic. Very yeah. nice. Yes, a nice turban. Mm. Nice wrap. Mm. Why not? Yeah. These witches were not very Why sort not? of au fait with their fashion. Silly. Very silly. Certainly not. <laughs> so what about you? What did you like about this one outside of your comparison to the old witches? Um, yeah, I think I think I covered it already. Just like uh, I thought Oct- Octavia Spencer was a delight. I loved all the visuals of this movie. It was a very pretty mm-hmm. movie to watch. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was just a nice kids romp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's exactly um, it. The only thing that confused me was they really heavily imply that Octavia Spencer is like ill and like death is imminent. Mm-hmm. And then they cut ahead and it's clear like she's been alive for a while because he's really old as a mouse. So and she's fine. Yeah. Well, I assume I assume it was the witches who made her sick in the first place, but it doesn't go anywhere. See, but that's never made clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's not suddenly like, oh, I'm I'm cured. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of just, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that could have been yeah. really cool. And it also adds to the tension of the movie. Because that's what the one thing yeah. that I felt was very lacking in this movie is the tension. Yeah. You know, there was nothing, no point where I was like, oh, squeaky bum time. This is going to get really intense. You know, yeah. it was just, oh, we're going from one rump to another and shenanigans. And yeah, it's all going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, scene that could have saved it? Do you mean... 
the golden nugget. Yes, we've changed things. Sorry. I was, I'm so yes. used to how things are usually done around here. I'm not used to this fast paced change. We're, yes. we're living by the New York minute and, uh, and things change so much around here. What's your, what's your golden nugget then? Uh, for me, it would very much be, I would say like the first, uh, basically the first what half hour 20 minutes basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh i think the whole build-up of the movie is like fantastic i think the opening mm-hmm. scenes with him like processing his grief is so sweet that young actor does such a good job oh yeah and them showing up at this hotel and experiencing microaggressions and octavia spencer just being a queen about it mm-hmm. um and even when he's like first in the meeting room and all the witches are around, like that's so scary. And he gets turned basically like the peak of this movie is when he gets turned into a mouse. And from yeah. there, like it all just falls you apart. Can, like, of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, like the opening of this movie is delightful. Mm-hmm. It really like brought me right back to my childhood, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. Yeah. I loved uh, the golden nugget for me is definitely the sort of like the role doll of it all. So there's yeah. that part where Octavia Spencer is telling uh, Hero Boy about uh, witches and it's uh, done through the rain on the on the window and like ca- yes. causing a silhouette. And it's done really beautifully. And that, that just felt very role doll to me. And uh, so you'll also not be surprised to know that um, Guillermo del Toro was a producer on this uh, of course <laughs> film he was. as well. That actually yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It all comes full circle. But yeah, I just yeah. really love that aspect of it, sort of, you know, keeping true to mm. the, the source material, really trying to find a way to to include sort of those delicious pictures and things like that. And I thought that mm-hmm. imagery was was really nice. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. that that sort of aspect Agreed. of it. Yeah. Plus, I would listen to Octavia Spencer tell me a story any day of the week. Yeah, I would too. Even if it's scary about her friend being turned into a chicken, which was a terrifying scene, by the way. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, how do you recover from that? How could you possibly recover from that? You don't. You don't. You don't. You can't. Right. So would you recommend this to people to watch? Yeah, check it out. You know, I, I didn't, I, it didn't make me as mad as I thought it was going to. Like, I thought, like, right. I was gonna, I thought I was gonna walk away, like, in a rage, like, how dare they do this to my childhood. But it's nice. It's a nice, right. like, it's an update. Okay. And it's fun. Okay. I actually disagree with you on this one. Oh. And maybe maybe it's because I, I haven't seen the original Witches. Mm. Um, but I, I just can't imagine myself in a scenario where I'm talking to someone and giving them movie recommendations and I'm like, you should watch the new oh, Witches. Yeah. That's, my, that's my issue with it. Like, I could never put myself in the situation where I'm like, do this, watch this. Right. Because you're going to have to face that person again and they're going to know what kind of person <laughs> you are from that recommendation. Mm. And that's kind of not the, that's not the, the vibe I want to give out, really. Yeah. 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 I, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my sad white boys who save the day, uh, sort of trope. That's, that's what I want people to know me <laughs> as. So I'm going to be Southpaw, Demolition Man, oh, um, God. you know, all these really, fu- inside Llewellyn Davis, like all these really fucking, you know, white you? boy sad savers. Yeah, exactly. Who did hurt me? And that's what I want people to wonder. So, so I'd probably <laughs> stick away from recommending this, but I am glad I watched it. I'm not going to lie. I am glad I watched it. Okay. Well, there yeah. we go. There you go. Nice little bow on that one. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean? 
to have a voice. And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and... <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words! He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so much. All right, there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. Even support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. So shall we unwrap that bow now and delve into Cruella? Yes, I'm very excited to hear you give a whole synopsis on this plot. You say whole synopsis when this movie is a lot of pomp and circumstance, so it's going to be a short one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Plus, I did not write out a synopsis, and I am definitely not as good as improv as you, so we're just going to go for it. That's what the magic of editing is for. Exactly. So, Estella, played by Emma Stone, is a young girl growing up in sort of, like, Midlands of England. Uh, She's a little bit strange in the fact that her hair is two-toned. It's black and white. Uh, In this... Uh, her personality is reflected in the fact that she sort of acts as two separate people. Estella, who is this sort of like really nice and kind child, who's very friendly, kind of a bit nervous, but timid. And then you've got the other side of her, which her mum calls Cruella, who is this sort of like outrageous, very sort of aggressive person who picks fights at school and these kind of things. So her and her mum sort of devise a plan where she says like goodbye to Cruella and hello to Estella. And that's how sort of Estella goes through school until one day, where Cruella just comes out and uh, she attacks a boy and gets uh, expelled. Also, it's very important to note that Estella is super duper into fashion. What she does with her uniforms is she'll like remake it and she also gets in trouble for this because she's not wearing the proper school attire all the time. So yeah, gets expelled. She's on the way down to London with her mum where her mum's like, oh, I need to go stop off somewhere very quickly and try and sort of, you know, get us a fresh start in London, get us some money to, to get a fresh start. They go to this very elaborate, huge mansion where this beautiful party is taking place. Uh, Stella goes into the party, even though her mum tells her not to, and she falls in love with the haute couture because it's sort of like a sort of Elizabethan kind of theme. It's I not think very it's important. a very like Mary Antoinette looking yeah, exactly. vibe. Exactly. But it's very sort of fashionista. And so Estella completely mm. falls in love with it. In the meantime, like she's not supposed to be there. And that's when Mark Strong played by John, uh, sorry, no, John the Valet, played by Mark Strong. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Uh, He catches Estella, who is not supposed to be at the party, and is about to take her to his boss. Uh, That's when you see uh, the, uh, some fucking Dalmatians trying to attack uh, Estella. So Estella Mm. tries to, like, run away from these Dalmatians. They're very vicious, etc., etc. She goes outside to try and find her mum. Out on the sort of veranda near an open cliff, uh, her mum is standing talking to someone. It is not revealed who at this point, but you see the dogs chasing Estella towards her. As we get there, you see the dogs sort of jump over Estella and immediately attack her mum, throwing her mum off the cliff to her death. 
Estella is now a very sad uh, orphan and she goes to the streets of London and uh, sort of tries to make it as a homeless person. There she meets Jasper and Horace, played by Paul Walter Hauser and Joel Fry respectively, and she starts sort of like a Oliver-esque sort of criminal gang. The three of them are sort of like pickpockets, they do sort of criminal jobs like that, and all the while Estella is making their costumes. She sort of, that's still her her sort of her uh, raison d'etre. She loves making costumes and she does it while the other to sort of command the more criminal aspects of things. Her dream the whole time is to actually be a sort of uh, fashion designer for, what's it called? Liberty of London. Yeah, Liberty of London. Liberty of London. Uh, So eventually she is able to get a starter position as a cleaner there. She works there for a little while as a cleaner until one night she gets super drunk and decides to rearrange the front dressing to the front of the store. Uh, The next morning she's about to get fired when the Baroness, who owns Liberty of London and is the head fashion designer there, played by Emma Thompson, comes to the store. She sees the front window, she's super duper impressed, asks who designed it and basically rehires uh, Estella as her new sort of ingenue to the sort of fashion designing world. Turns out the Baroness is a huge bitch. She steals all of Estella's designs. She's really mean to her staff. She actually cuts Estella at one point with a with a um, with mm. a with a cutthroat. It's all very vicious, and she's very mean. Uh, this is when Estella kind of, you know, starts bubbling up and turns into a bit of a Cruella. She's kind of so sick of the Baroness and her shit. Uh, at the same time, she also finds out that um, the Baroness was there the night her mum was killed. It turns out that um, the Baroness was the one who actually kind of killed uh, Estella's mum. So she that's commanded when, uh, the dogs to yeah. knock her off the cliff. Yeah, with a with a whistle, uh, with a dog whistle, she she commanded the dogs, so it was very fun. So that's when Estella deter- decides to turn back into Cruella and make the Baroness's life a living hell. She sort of starts her own sort of anonymous fashion line under the name of uh, Cruella. Everyone's going crazy for Cruella's designs. The Baroness is very upset by this. At the same time, Cruella has turned to a bitch, and so Jasper and Horace are not very happy with her. They're not very happy, and they kind of miss Estella, but Cruella's like, Meh, I don't care. Estella is dead. This is who I really am inside, and this what I need to do to try and get the Baroness back for killing my mum. Basically then, from there, sort of, you know, the Baroness is sort of declining in popularity while Cruella gets really high in, um, in, in popularity. That's when the Baroness finds out that Cruella is actually Estella. She plans to get her murdered, but luckily at the last moment, Mark, uh, sorry, John, uh, the valet, actually saves Estella from death. That's when we find out that the Baroness is actually Estella's real mom. When the Baroness was still married to the Baron, uh, she got pregnant, but she didn't want to actually have a child because she was too self-censored and a narcissist and didn't want to sort of, you know, birth anyone who would kind of steal the show from her. She told uh, John the valet to uh, get rid of Estella, so basically kill her, but instead John decided to give her to one of the cleaners to look after. That's why when uh, they were moving down to London, uh, the mum decided to go to the Baroness to try and sort of essentially blackmail her into giving them some money and that's why the Baroness killed her. Uh, As such, uh, Estella tries to, I guess, kill 
the Baroness. Uh, I think that's the the turn of events at the no, end. No, she frames happens. the Baroness for her own death. Oh yes, that's what happens in the end. I I never remember the end of these kind of movies. Uh, so yes, so basically, uh, <laughs> Stella confronts the Baroness and uh, on the same cliffs where the Baroness killed her mum, and ba- the Baron uh, and at that exact timing, everyone else from the party of that night comes out into the garden and sees the Baroness push Estella off of the cliffs. Luckily, Estella has designed her costume to be a parachute, so she survives, and just before she dies, she gifts all of her wealth, being the true heir to the Baron's fortune, she uh, assigns all of her wealth to Cruella, who survives uh, Estella on the death. And so now Cruella uh, sort of inherits all the mansions, the Baroness goes to jail, Jasper and Horace are friends with her again, and she lives happily ever after until the events of 101 Dalmatians. Ooh. Which I guess is implied like that just doesn't happen. I mean, right. Okay. So I would say that that happens very much later on because, you know, uh, Cruella in this is quite young in comparison to Cruella in the film. Look, I think we're making a mistake assuming that, like, this is actually supposed to connect up to the original 101 Dalmatians at all. So you're not calling this canon? Like, I just don't see it happening with any of the characters. Like, Anita and Roger, I guess, haven't even actually met at this point. Mm -hmm. They didn't even bother putting that in. Mm -hmm. And then she also writes, she does make a quote-unquote a Dalmatian coat. Yes, which... But it's a clever fake for the fashion show. It's just to get a rise out of the Baroness. Yes, yes. So I think in that way... They're like, oh, we've ticked the boxes. She's made this coat out of Dalmatians and she looks very evil, but actually she's not the bad guy at all. She would <laughs> never. She They give her a pet dog very specifically to be mm-hmm. like, see, she loves animals. Yeah, this movie is very strange in that respect, isn't it? Because it's sort of like, like you say, it's, it's, so there are those series of books, right, where it's told from like the villain's perspective. Have you seen those uh, on like the shelves of bookstores and stuff? There's like, uh, there's a book called like, like Wicked. Like Wicked. There's a book called Let It Go, which is from, like, the, the evil guy's point of view. And, like, they tell alternative histories. And this feels very much like that. Um, it definitely, I think you are right in the fact that it's an alternative universe. I definitely cannot see this being a retcon. Especially because Cruella is a villain. She's awful. Awful human being in 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. And yet in this, we're supposed to be like, okay, she is evil because she's, you know, the daughter of the Baroness and the Baroness is evil and therefore that makes her evil. Um, Yeah, but really by the end, she's like kind of resolved that she actually likes her friends and she doesn't want to be mean all the mm -hmm. time and she doesn't want to be like the Baroness. And she's really just leaning into a brand at this point. (laughs) Exactly. That is exactly it, right? You know, she has those conversations with that guy, um, Art, Artie. No, no, Artie. From, oh, from the Archie. store. And yeah. it's like really bitchy conversations. And you just feel like, well, this is a bit forced. This feels this feels very not not in character. Um but yeah, I th- But hey, cool that they put a gay character in there or someone heavily coded as gay, but obviously um never outwardly gay because it is Disney. Yeah, Simone, you can't call them gay if it's Disney. This man just loves <laughs> musicals and he, he loves makeup. That's all he likes. He's still into women. He just loves makeup and clothes (laughs) that's why he hangs out with 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 corella so much is because he fancies her the pants off her like that's why right right yeah he's not gay he's not he's not gay (laughs) disney would never we'd get sued for liable if we said that he was gay (laughs) 
Uh, I really liked that character, though. I thought he was super cool and, like, a rad thing to include. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did, I must say, like, that um, fashion show, yeah, fashion show slash concert that they put on, it, that was badass. That the was whole thing, very, when, very cool. When, honestly, some of the heisty moments of this actually pay off really, really well. Like, when it turns out uh-huh. that the dress that she stitched uh-huh. for Cruella's uh, spring line was full mm-hmm. of moth eggs from mm-hmm. South America, and they'd all hatched at once. Brilliant. So fun. Love shit like that. Yeah. No, it was... Look, visually speaking, this movie is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, the dresses are fantastic. What they do with mm. the characters is fantastic. I mean, Emma Stone with the black and white wig and then the red wig is just... Yeah. Looks great. She's two different people. Like, her, her whole face changes. And I think that, like, really yeah. speaks to sort of her amazing face shape. Is like, dependent on the color of her hair, it completely, like... Totally. changes who she is and it's and it's amazing like they did a really good job makeup as well fantastic mm-hmm. you know and then emma thompson as well in this oh, absolutely perfect absolutely love brilliant. emma thompson when she gets to be a bad guy mm-hmm. she's so good at it exactly exactly so i mean we talked a lot of shit about this and we were not looking forward to watching this so how do you feel about it now that we have watched it? you know what i enjoyed it i think the key to this is to not it's to just pretend it has nothing to do with 101 Dalmatians. Like, it's entirely different. Like, okay. if you just walk in thinking, like, oh, this is going to be a movie about a scrappy upstart, then it's really fun, actually. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Completely devoid of everything that happens yeah. in, in 101 Dalmatians. So, in a, in yeah. effect, it could have just been, like, another standalone movie. They didn't really need to yeah, tie it. Yeah, but didn't have that star power, did it? That's true. That is true. I mean, people did watch this because it was called Cruella more than anything. Um, yeah. I mean, and if you think about it, like you said, there's hardly any real mention towards the 101 Dalmatian franchise. I mean, there's a little bit about, you know, her mum being killed by Dalmatians and then her making a coat out of Dalmatians. And then that's it. She doesn't really yeah. hate dogs. She actually yeah. fucking loves dogs. Yeah, and she's like adjacently friends with Anita. Mm-hmm. And she meets Roger. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like, what? Yeah. No, it would be so brilliant. <laughs> If, like, they just kept on this trend, and the next one we get is the sea witch from uh, The Little Mermaid, but instead of being, like, a really mean person, she's she's just really bad at magic, and <laughs> she doesn't that? understand that what she's doing is really, like, bad magic and being <laughs> evil. She's just, like, completely confused. She was just a really bad student. <laughs> she's, like, bad at magic, and she can't live up to her mistakes, so she's just like, well... <laughs> That's just what happens. Yeah, she happens. just fucking leans into it now. She's just like, yeah, this is what I meant to do. I'm... Fuck, I'm evil oh. now. Christ, I didn't want to do this. Poor unfortunate oh, souls. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Disney. Keep doing these weird uh. mistake movies. I love it. Yeah. I've got to agree with you. I did enjoy this movie. I, it, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't think of it. I didn't want no, to. You can't think of it as 101 Dalmatians. You've just got to think of it as no. Emma Stone and Emma Thompson doing a fucking cool riff thing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it can be. And then you see cool outfits and cool dresses and fashion, fashion, beautiful mm-hmm. settings, fashion. And it's great. And you just, you, you that's yeah, it. Exactly. And Emma Stone's surprisingly solid English yeah, accent. Yeah, she does good, doesn't she? She's, she's actually pretty on it with her English yeah. accent. Yeah. I appreciate her. Um, what did you think of the twist where it is revealed that the Baroness is uh, Cruella's mum? Could have lived with her without it. I don't actually think it was super, yeah. super relevant like to her character no. arc very much at all. And if anything, I almost wish that they'd pushed it more strongly where like 
she's consciously making a choice or like choosing to be like a mix of both where like you know mm-hmm. she can like yeah biologically she's the baroness's daughter but she can choose to be yeah. the yeah. other lady's daughter you know no i completely yeah. agree with you i think you know it, it's clearly trying to speak of this whole idea of like manifest destiny yeah. and nature versus nurture and and all of this kind of thing and it just doesn't it doesn't really hit right it's sort of like Oh, well, I guess I'm evil now. Despite the fact, like, when I was a kid, I was able to say goodbye, Cruella, and it was just kind of a mindset more than anything. And, you know, she she clearly is very sorry for it, because in those beautiful scenes where she speaks to her mother, she's actually really sort of, you know, pensive about the whole thing and and, and wants to to sort of capitulate these these issues. And then she's just like, nah, fuck it, I'm the Baroness's daughter, my mom lied to me. I'm a... Yeah, now I'm going to be bad. Yeah, they could have really done a lot more with that and sort of spoken to, to yeah. nature versus nature, especially with the whole dog undertone. Yes, exactly. The whole dog thing. Yes. But they failed. The themes. Where are the themes, kids? <laughs> I liked Horace and Jasper. I thought they were really sweet, and yeah. I thought it was actually a lovely addition. Yeah. It was very sweet. I liked that they didn't do... They could have done, a, like, a forced romance between her and Jasper, and they didn't, which I mm-hmm. thought was very nice. Yeah. Uh, Corella ain't got yeah. time for no man. No. Yeah, it was all it was all actually quite lovely. Yeah, very pleasant movie. I mean, Joel Fry, like you said, who played Jasper, he's just a fantastic actor. We loved him. He's been on the podcast before. He's so cute. Uh, oh, and he's just he's just a lovely, he's got awkward big guy. Big husband energy as well. Oh yeah, is that your vibe? Is that what we're feeling? I, no, I don't know. He just like he just he looks so comforting, and he's just like he looks good in a nice, comfortable sweater. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And at some point, like Corella's like designing something or like working at a sewing machine and he brings her a cup of tea and you're like look at like yeah strong strong spooning energy strong spooning yeah yeah he'd be oh my god chad he'd be such a good big spoon he would he really really would i I completely agree with you just those arms he's got long lanky arms you know they're gonna wrap around you twice perfect oh yeah perfect who doesn't love being the, the small spoon am i right i love being a little spoon oh, it's unless it's winter then i'm like <laughs> i need to just like wrap myself around rudy like a creepy koala so i can <laughs> steal all his body heat that's great creepy koala um yeah no I, I i agree with you sort of you know being the small spoon as a guy i think a lot of guys are missing out on being the small spoon mm. it is one of the best joys of life just having that comfort feel safe best best guys if you haven't you were sleeping on it like quite literally you were sleeping on yeah. it if you have never been the small spoon, just <laughs> let yourself be the small spoon, guys. It will change your life. It'll and ladies, life. ladies, don't be afraid to big spoon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just take that plunge. Your man will appreciate it. <laughs> that's our PSA for the day. <laughs> and that's a new. Th- that's a new segment, isn't it? Our PSA for the day. So there you go. What a what a <laughs> golden nugget. And speaking of golden nuggets, he tees himself up. What is yours for this movie? You know, again, I think much like the last movie. I really actually loved the beginning bit where, like, she builds up and, like, she's just, like, the scrappy mm-hmm. girl who loves designing clothes. And then she's working at this fashion house. And then, like, mm-hmm. it's actually clear that she's super talented and she could start her own label. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the reasons for her starting her own label are revenge. But also, like, go her. She's too talented to be working for that hack label anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, as you know, I love a rags to riches story. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. And if some heists happen along the way mm-hmm. and some bomb mm-hmm. outfits, that is your vibe. like, tick, tick, yeah. tick, yeah. I'm ready. 
No, I agree with you. I think I think what's beautiful about this movie is it has an old school sort of Italian mob yes. feel to it. You know how it's like in the beginning, it's like these were the good days <laughs> before you know Jimmy the Kid came along and all that kind of stuff. And that's that is truly beautiful. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, for me, the golden nugget has to be like you said, the scenes where Jasper's like bringing them tea, and then this like right really up. cute familial yeah. unit. You know, Horace doesn't want to bring Jasper, uh, want to bring uh, Estella into the group, and Jasper's just like, nah, do it because you know life and things. And and then like the three of them just have the best time with their little dog called what's he called? Wink. Oh, he's fucking so hell. Good. Wink is the cutest dog in the world. Um, and it's just like, yeah, I love that sort of beginning familial yeah, for scenes. Sure. Those were super. And you're just cute. so happy for yeah. Estella. You're like, look at her. Oh, look, she's got a little family, and they're all like joshing around, and they love her so much. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Cruella. She's doing good. I mean, she's doing bad things, but she's doing. You know, she's living her purpose. Yeah. She's 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 designing things, yeah. and that's that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. So, would you recommend it? This is the big question, given the history we have with this movie. You know what? I would. It's really fun. <laughs> I really, I had a really good time watching this movie. It wasn't yeah. half as like bad or cloying or ridiculous. Like it has some very cringy lines. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but overall, it's it's pretty fun. It's got all the stuff I like. Yeah. It's got heists, guys. Yeah, which is weird, right? Like, it's a weird idea, it but it's brilliant. A, it was actually a great decision, though. Yeah, very clever. Could you imagine being in that meeting room and they were just like, right, what are we going to do with Cruella? A Cruella heist movie. I'm sorry, what? I, I, I'm sure I didn't hear you right. Yeah, yeah, heist mm-hmm. movie. We're mm-hmm. going to do a heist movie so, with Italian yeah, gangster undertones. Her and Horace and Jasper are all best friends. <laughs> And they do heists. It was the same guy who greenlit Gremlins 2, was just like, yes, yes. He doesn't know how to say no. He's just like, yes to everything. Especially because then someone leaned in and they were like, fashion heists. And everyone was like, yes! (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, What a golden film. Uh, Yeah, I've got to agree. I'm going to recommend this, you know? I'm going to obviously give it with a caveat and say, do not compare it to sort of the 101 Dalmatians. Put that out of your mind. Yeah, completely separate thing. Not canonical. Um, and just enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy it for the Emmas. Uh, they both do a great job. And yeah. yeah, fashion heist blows your fucking mind. Fashion heist. Fashion heist. Yeah. Well, thank you, Simone. This has been really fun. I've enjoyed going back yeah. to to retcon history. It's it's been good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a charming charming week for me. Yeah, it's been lovely. It's been really fun. So tell me, what is your gratitude for this week? My gratitude for this week is our housemate person i don't know how Mm -hmm. to describe it we live on the same property yeah yeah your your compound neighbor yeah my our compound buddy um he's just the sweetest he baked a whole thing of cornbread recently and i have been tearing through it cornbread is delicious Mm -hmm. um but he's always just so lovely and like yeah, it's like we truly, especially after like last mm. year where we had like such fresh hell with someone oh living God. on the property. Awful. Like, it's just nice to have like such a chilled, lovely mm-hmm. friend living right there. It's been it's been really nice. So I'm super grateful. That's about so that. good. I love that. I love that you get along with him and that you hang out with him and things. That's really cool. And like you say, cornbread. Oh, my God. What a way to warm your heart. Jesus love Christ. It. Definitely warming my heart. There is definitely more cholesterol <laughs> around it than... Uh... That's what running is for. Yeah, exactly. I ran a 10K and then I ate my weight in cornbread. It's called balance. It's called balance, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what is your gratitude? So before I give my gratitude, I want to give sort of 
not necessarily a failure uh, of the week, but sort of a a, a downtrodden of the week. Oh, no. So for about four months, uh, I have been okay. in talks about buying a property, oh. and I was going to be really, really excited this week to give my gratitude, which Announce. was that the yeah. deal went through. But unfortunately, it did not. Um, unfortunately, mm. no mortgage brokers are willing to give that amount of money to a single man trying to buy a property by himself. Oh. Uh, so basically, that's a that's a lesson for everyone on the market right now. If you are single and you are trying to buy a house, you're kind of fucked unless you earn a shit ton of money. Did they say specifically it was because you were single? Uh, it was it, it was because I didn't earn enough money as a single person. Ah, that's fun for so you. So my salary my salary would be fine. If I was going in with a co-mortgage or... Uh, okay. But being on my salary as a single person, even though I had the deposit, was not good enough. Unbelievable. Yeah, the, the property market is a fucking shambles, and it's it's daylight rubbery. So, um, instead, I bought myself oh, a new I'm phone sorry. to make myself feel better. Yay! So, new phone! New phone. I'm very happy about that. But that is not my gratitude of this week. Uh, my girlfriend came down again, and she spent time with my Yay. UK best friends. And, uh, you know, meeting meeting the best friends is always a, a huge yeah, deal. it's a big step. And she she did absolutely extraordinarily well. My best friends loved her, and it was an awesome evening. Yay! Uh, we played D and D, which was really fun. So yeah, yeah, it was a really really fun evening. Everyone had a really good time, and yeah, it was just nice to be like with my friends and with my girlfriend, and sort of like having that sort of party vibes, yeah. you know, that we've been missing for like a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. That sounds so great. Yeah. So it was a good good end to a really tough week. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> I'm know, sorry. to say the least. It's okay. It's fine. Look, I've got money now. Like I'm, I'm very sort of <laughs> liquidly wealthy because this is not going towards a uh-huh, towards a deposit yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's weird. I, I don't know why I'm giving my financial status yeah, away online. Girl, because, take yourself on vacation. Yeah, I might. I might just do that now. Drinks are on you when you come visit. Oh hell yeah! Oh without question, girl. I ain't you ain't paying for a thing when I come to visit. <laughs> not <laughs> I'll a pay for I'm not a monster. <laughs> No, no, no! I'm. I refuse. Oh, we're gonna fight all the time. It should be fun. Ugh, can't wait. <laughs> so, what do we feel like doing next week? So, Chad, we are we are jumping back on Old Faithful. <laughs> we're back on horror. <laughs> this is how you know that this podcast is purely for us. <laughs> Our listeners must just be like, oh, again? Are you fucking kidding me? October's right around the corner. I swear, guys, this is the last one we'll do before October. To be fair, y'all are lazy. Like, if you want us to do different themes, write into us. If you don't, we're just going to keep falling back on horror. Like, this is our vibe. So if you've got things that you want to watch, like, this is on you. You have the power to change this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm happy with that. So we're going to do Shutter. Uh, which got like 9% and Oof. Stay Out of stay the out Attic, of the which attic. I've never heard of before. So that should it, be very I, it interesting. It looked cool when I saw the trailer, so we'll see. Oh, this should be very exciting. What is it? Mm. New one? Is it what? 2020? 2021? Yeah, it's, it's from this year. Oh, that's exciting. That's very exciting. Yes. Oh, yum, yum. Yes, yes. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. What did you think of these new Disney films? What did you think of Cruella? I know lots of people have lots of different opinions about yeah. it, so we'd love to hear yours. And also, if you got themes, so that please do tell us, so we don't have to rely please. on Old Faithful. We yeah, don't want to keep jumping on that bandwagon, but also, we cannot do, so it's completely up to you. 
Uh, and where do you uh, where do people write to us to tell us what themes they want? Uh, they can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail dot com. There you have it. And while you're on the internet. Why not leave us a rating? Why not leave us a review? They do really help us, and it would just be nice to hear what you guys really think about the podcast. It would help us very, 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 very much. But in the meantime, as we say at the end of every episode, we love, we love you, you, and there's, there's nothing, nothing you can, you can do, do about, about it. it. Goodbye! <laughs>